What's going on, Raider Nation? Coming to you with episode one of the Blackout Podcast. And this time, you're not just going to listen to me ramble on for five minutes. You're going to hear a group of the Blackout Division, the core of the Blackout Podcast here for episode one. And we're going to see what it grows into. First guy I want to introduce, and this is going to be the guy that hosts the live streams in Las Vegas for us during the NFL draft at Barcode Burgers, Graphic Raiders, Docs. Uh, what do you uh, Oak Las Vegas. What's the preferred name, man? Hey, you know what? I'm all over the place. Oak Las Vegas Raiders Network on YouTube, man. Formerly Docs ENT, but I'll forever be Docs, man. But everyone knows me as Graphic. Thank you, brother, for having me on, as always. Blackout, blackout, blackout. Blackout, blackout, blackout. I'm telling you, I always, uh, I'm going to go by Graph. There we go. That's what I, that's what I'm going to refer to him as. Uh, mm-hmm. Any listener of the podcast, feel free, man. This is my guy. Uh, we've been rocking together in Vegas now for quite a few weekends. We're building something pretty dope in Las Vegas yes, and really looking forward to what's going on, especially at Barcode Burgers. Um, but this episode, dude, I'm really excited to start talking about this dang football team yes. because it's been a while for me, myself. And I think this is going to be a different element for you, too, because you're getting out of your live stuff, right? <laughs> if anyone watches Graphic Raider on YouTube, you know what he does. Live stream. He interacts. He gets people in there and creates conversation. So this will be a little different. We're going to understand a little bit more about Graph, he himself, and uh, get a little bit more personal on what's going on with the Raiders. So where do you stand right now with this football team? going into 2023. I'm a little different right now, man, because I know the nation is kind of up in arms right now. You know, Josh McDaniels, people are kind of hating the so-called experiment right now, the the new so-called Patriot way and blah, blah, blah. You know, last year was a rough one for us, man. I mean, I think any any Raider fan can agree with that. Um, yeah. You know, we moved on from our quarterback of nine years. That was, that was tough. You know what I mean? Um, I know there's a divide with that, but, you know, we're going in a different direction. Jimmy G is a guy that, knows this system. Um, he was drafted by Josh McDaniels and the New England Patriots. Um, you know, Tom Brady was option number one when he retired. We actually ended mm-hmm. up going to option number two, which was Jimmy G. Um, but I'm excited, man. I, I just hope that this draft goes exactly how I hope it goes. Defense, defense, defense. And maybe we get a quarterback of the future. We all know Jimmy G's our bridge guy. You know what I mean? He's nothing more yeah. than that. Um, durability has been an issue with him. And, um, you know, let's just be honest, man. He's been very spoiled up there in the Bay Area with those, with those great defenses with the Niners. You know what I mean? So I want to see how he responds now being in Vegas. And, you know, let's be honest. We had a bottom of the barrel defense last season. And um, yeah. we're hoping to. Last decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> and, and we're hoping to kind of rebuild it over, over one offseason. And um, I think we do kind of have to temper our, you know, <laughs> our expectations a little bit. But um, yeah. I, I'm excited, man. I like some of the additions that we brought in, you know, the Marcus Sepses of the world. Um, you know, uh, I'm very excited about Duke Shelley. I think he's going to be a starting corner for us, corner two. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I, look, there's a lot to unpack with this situation, but I'm looking forward to the draft. This is where great teams build um, success that can be sustained. You know what I mean? You look back at, you know, the Seattle Seahawks when they were great, with Russell Wilson on a rookie contract, they built that defense up, rookie contracts. You know, KC has built their team up through the draft. Philadelphia has done the same thing. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just excited, man, to see what we can do with the full draft. 12 picks. Last year, I believe we had around five, six, got some UDFAs. Um, but um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are going into this season expecting for us to just kind of lose out. 
but I'm not. I'm actually really excited to see what we're doing because it's different, right? That, like we're so used to the so-called Raider way, you know, going out yeah, and yeah. overpaying free agents and free agency and and doing that. We even did it a little bit last year. We went and got Chandler Jones and, you know, we made that big trade for Devontae, which I love. Yes. But um, I'm excited to see us build through the draft, rookie contracts. That's how you win Super Bowls is by not overpaying players you know what i mean and i'm excited about this man yeah no i agree dude now building on the draft is obviously key and that's kind of a sink or swim thing for this front office but do you feel like in the past few trade situations um i guess throughout the league right not something that really involved the raiders but they had a chance to go do mm -hmm. do you think that we're actually missing out on these opportunities because look you know you look at like okuda mm -hmm going for like a fifth rounder. Yeah. Isn't that a guy that you'd think he has all the mechanics, he has all the intangibles that you'd think as an athlete yeah. to bring him in and give him a shot because what are we doing? We're working with Nate Hobbs. We're working with all these other guys. Mm -hmm. But now we're having to rely on the draft for that position. Mm -hmm. And now we see guys like Devin White, which I had a completely different opinion until he's looking for 18 to 20 million a yes. year, yeah. which I wouldn't even want to pay Jimmy G that necessarily, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like a whole different <laughs> scenario. Yeah. So that changed my opinion on that. But ultimately, do you think that there's a trade scenario, especially even with, well, let's go all the way to the Cardinals, number three pick, mm -hmm. that we should take advantage of besides just relying on the draft? Should we make a move for a guy in your eyes to capitalize on next year? Let, let me say this in, in regards to Jeff Okuda. He has not performed up to the level of a first-round pick. He was drafted at number three a few years back. He has not he's he's not lived up to that hype at all. He's like the Detroit Lions plea at this point. Let's just keep it a buck. Oof, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Lions fans cannot stand Jeff Okuda. He's dealt with a lot of durability issues. I think he only played in like 11 games last season. I could be wrong. No, you know what? I believe it was 15. But he's he's dealt with some durability issues. The thing is, you're giving up a fifth round pick like Atlanta, right? You think that's cheap, but he's still a first round yeah. guy. So you're paying him around $11 million this season. And then if you decide on picking up that fifth year option, that's another 11, I think 11, $11.5 million. So you're pretty much paying a guy that hasn't performed up to the standards that you would hope from a first round pick. And um, yeah. let's just be real. I don't want to do the whole history repeats itself. We haven't, we haven't done really good with Ohio State DBs. Let's just be honest. You know, the Damon Arnest, the Gary and Collins. No, really? No. Us and Ohio State DBs, yeah, dude? We're, you, we're you money, know, dude. So, you know, I mean, you know, there, there is, you know, there is some guys, Marshawn Lattimore, that has succeeded. I, mean, I don't want to put that stigma on them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff is not, not them as a group, but just them and us. Yeah, yeah but, bad but pairing. To yeah. be honest with you, I think it was really cool that we sat out on that. I think that would, would have been a desperation move from a former regime. I think Gruden would have jumped all yeah. over that. I think that it was very smart. This is a huge, huge, deep DB class. Um, yeah. You can find starting corners in the middle rounds. So there's no real reason to go out and pay a guy like Jeff Okuda when you really do not understand. Like, you don't know what you're, what you're going to get from him. Um, yeah. You know, Devin White. I think he's a, a, a very, very good talent, former pro bowler. Um, I mean, he probably leads your team in tackles. Uh, the guy can get to the quarterback. You know I mean? You can look at his, his stat, sack statistics. He's, he's been pretty wet. Like, he's, he's a dog. But, I was banging the table for him whenever we draft yeah. Klee. I wanted, I wanted him at that pick, and I think we it would have made sense then. It, but now yeah. at this price, yeah. in this mentality, it's probably not worth and it. He right? wanted to be a Raider, too. He, he said that on several yeah. occasions. He was actually shocked that we passed up on him. But, um, you know, let's just be real. We're in the AFC West. You're facing Russell Wilson, who has Sean Payton now. Um, you know, you're, you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they have Mahomes, the, the greatest quarterback in our generation. And then you have, you know, Herbert, who's a dog and is, is only going to get better. 
you need a yeah. linebacker if you're going to pay big bucks that can cover. And he's not a cover linebacker. He's just not that guy. He's he can, he can definitely tackle. We can definitely get to the quarterback. But the thing is, you need someone that can cover the likes of Travis Kelsey and these and these these tight ends. And he's not going to be the guy to do that, especially for eighteen to twenty million dollars, in which he won't get. Mind you, if you watch, if you look at free agency this season, these linebackers did not get paid at all, at all. I mean, Denzel Perryman is coming off. Well, a year and a half ago, two years ago, a Pro Bowl season, he signed for nothing with the Houston Texans. So, yeah. you know, these linebackers aren't getting paid. So the 18 to 20 sounds good. I think he's just throwing that out there. His agent maybe throwing it out there because they want to try and get as much as they can. He's not going to get anywhere near that. But the thing is, you have to still give up draft capital in order to get him. So not only are you giving up draft capital in, in, in a situation where this free agency, I mean, this, this draft, there's some really good linebackers. It just, it makes no sense. Like, you know, there, there's guys in this draft. I just hate banking on the draft, dude. Like where, I mean, I get it. There's good prospects. I know graph, this is your thing. I know you love the draft. Yeah. I, I know there's always great prospects, but it's just kind of a crapshoot. Like what are you going to get, you know, with what you thought you were drafting? Yeah. Draft, I think value is a huge, I don't want to say myth, but I feel like there's like a part to it where you just don't know. You know um, yeah, a, I agree. A good half of them. I mean, 50% really of draft prospects being drafted where they should is almost impossible, well, right? Well, so well, let me say this. now we're in a position though, but we're in a position to do where we really can't do anything but draft the rest of this team to hopefully make the playoffs this year. I like, agree. does that make you feel comfortable? Me personally, yes, because I feel like linebacker is a is a position, right, where we have not really – dedicated a lot of draft capital to in the past. You're right. You're right. You know, we had a couple like, misses and we got scared. Yeah, like <laughs> it was like you you have to like last year we had a bunch of no names and this is no shade to Luke Masterson, um you know, and Butler, these guys, Divine Diablo, um you know, I think he's I I have some high hopes for him this upcoming season. I know he didn't play well last. He dealt with some um some injuries and stuff. But um, you know, I don't want to overpay a linebacker. That I just don't want to do You're that. Right. You know, I want and I want a guy that's sideline to sideline. I don't want a guy like Devin White that's on his fifth year, getting paid, I believe, $11 million this year, and he's using the term fed up with the team that drafted him. It already sounds yeah. as though he's already expecting to get more money than what he's even worth. And and I don't – me personally, I don't want to – I love the way Ziegler is playing this because, like I said before, Gruden would have been desperation mode going out. We're paying Corey Littleton this year a ton of money. He is – the seventh highest paid Raider this season, and he's not even on our team. So you have to Oof. look at that. Like, do you want to pay another? <laughs> do you want to pay another linebacker big time uh-huh. money? It, it, you know, what I mean, go draft some guys on rookie contracts and just hope yeah. that athleticism. You know, th- th- like I said, there's, there's some guys, man, out of Tulane, a young pup that I'm really high on. Uh, uh, you know, Jack Campbell out of Iowa. That there's some guys, Henley out of Washington State, which I think would be phenomenal in this system with Patrick Graham. There's a lot of guys, man, that I think in this draft that can be year one guys that are some dogs, but I don't want a guy that's already fed up with the team that he won a Super Bowl with. You know what I mean? That, that it was a part of a big defense. Like that defense was dope for a couple years of his yeah, career, man. You know, now you're not happy. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, Tom Brady left and now you're mad. And, and you're coming off of a down season yeah. to your standards. You know what I mean? So, you know, me personally, man, there's no reason to draft a guy. Yes, he's only, I'd be 24, 25. He's still young. You know what I yeah, mean? And, yeah. and, and he has a lot of development. But if you guys look back to, I'm not a big fan of Warren Sapp, and I think most Raider fans aren't. But, you know, he <laughs> why dropped, not? He dropped some, you know, there's a lot of reasons why. <laughs> but, but, 
But he dropped some tape on him the other day, and, and there was a, a big play where Warren like watched this guy just not just kind of take a playoff. That's not what you want. That's not the Raider way. A guy that's going to go out there and take a playoff. And this may be Devin White so-called fed up, right? Because he's not getting paid the money he thinks he's worth. But I don't yeah. want a player like that. I want dogs, especially at the linebacker position, because it's been so long since our second level of our defense has been potent. And, and this year, I believe we have to build that through the draft. I love the way we did this. You know, we went out and got Robert Spillane, a guy that I think he could wear the green dot. I, don't, I hope he doesn't, to be honest. Um, but this is a guy that can be a rotational piece. I believe we're going full in on a linebacker position in the draft. So uh, Devin White, no. There's too many red flags there. The money, the price. I don't know what Tampa Bay would want from him, you know, for him in terms of draft capital. It's a no for me. You know what I mean? Because of the coverage situation, because of the, the finances. Do I think he's a young, fine player? Yes, I do. Do I think he can get better in coverage? Definitely. He's still young. But yeah. at the end of the day, man, we got we we need someone to tra- to, to to cover Kelsey. You know what I mean? And Devin White's not that guy. He's not. Yeah. No, I agree. Now, so speaking of drafts, speaking of trade value, uh-huh. one thing that I want to touch on is, I guess, the rumor of the Raiders talking about trading up to number three. Yes. Why would they trade up number three? Right. Besides the quarterback, mm-hmm. no reason. No. So. If there's a rumor of the Raiders wanting a quarterback at uh-huh. three, which we should, yes, we should want a quarterback with that first pick of this draft. Mm-hmm. Cause just like you said, Jimmy G is the middle guy. Yes. Can we rely on him to actually play 17 games? No, not at all. So, so now here, here's my second point. If you want a quarterback and you think that's going to be your guy, this draft, if that's going to be your guy, why is he not even worth the number one overall, let alone the number three? So why would you not try and trade up? Say it's Anthony Richardson. Okay. Say that's your dude. Mm-hmm. Say that's your guy. You think that he is going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Big enough to draft him with a top 10 pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. You hold that value over every other player. Go get him. Yes. Now. Agree. Go Agree. get number three right now. Yeah. And if you don't and you expect him to fall, why would you even draft him at number seven? Yeah. If he's not that much value to you to draft up a few picks, to give up a mid-round pick in advance just to get up there, why would you even pick him at seven? Why would you wait for him to fall? Well, th- Go get your dude if that's the dude, and I'm looking to see if the Raiders do that, then they're all in on him. Yeah. If they don't... This is smoke season, though, Cody. You know what I mean? And you're right. this is chess season as well. Like... You know, now, uh, uh, according to, you know, all the guys that, you know, cover the NFL, it's it's a foregone conclusion that Bryce Young is going to Carolina now before it was C.J. Stroud. Right. And now the Texans apparently are not high on C.J. Stroud. So apparently Will Anderson Jr. can be the guy. So, so, you know, and and I don't believe that. I I don't believe that. I don't think that Davis Mills is the guy in Houston and they're going to run with him. They have a new guy, you know, in Ryan's a defensive minded guy that I know would love to have Will Anderson there. But if you can get your guy of the future, you never want to plan to draft in the top 10 again. Right. So if you get a chance, you got to take your guy. But I'll say this. The, The good thing that we have is we're at seven. The Colts are ahead of, uh, before us, right? And if they want to trade up, that's within the division. I don't think the Texans want to help the Colts out at all, right? So 
you know, I think we wait, we hold off until draft day. We see, you know, what, what it is because we don't want, we, we have so many glaring holes. Why would you want to give up the farm right now? I'm so happy that we fell back from that Chicago Carolina trade. We were in the hunt with that, trying to move up. And yeah. I'm so happy that we didn't give up what they, what they gave up. That was so much. Do I believe in CJ Stroud? Yes. That's my favorite quarterback in this draft. The accuracy, I think, yeah. you know, he can stay in the pocket. He can get loose. The, mo- the mobility is there. I think he's a perfect fit for what we're trying to do. And since day one, I've said this on my podcast that, you know, there was a kind of a, 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 a gap in, in the headquarters. Josh McDaniels loves Bryce Young. Dave Ziegler loves CJ Stroud. And Bryce Young's probably going to be off the board. I thought that he was yeah. always going to be the number one guy until, you know, CJ Stroud started rising up boards. But I'm going to say this, go get your guy because you ne- you're never planning to draft. Yes, next year has some great guys, Keller Williams and all these guys coming out the draft, but you're not, it's not for sure that you're going to be there to get one of these guys. You know what I mean? And I think right now you have Devontae Adams at his yeah. peak, in his prime, right? You have Josh Jacobs, Facts. and I don't know what's going to happen with that. And I know Waste is going to come on and talk about that here in a second. Uh, Mass Crosby's in his, in his pinnacle. We have Chandler Jones at the end of his career. These guys want to compete now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it would even Garoppolo. I mean, how much yeah. worse his ceiling? He's exactly. right there. But you know, yeah. Garoppolo was brought in to be the guy this year, this year in a perfect right world. Yep. You have him and you have Hoyer, another backup guy. That's a veteran is 37, 38 years old, <laughs> but he knows this system, right? He I knows love it. it, dude. I love it yeah. so much. So, but it's like, if you bring in a rookie, you have two guys that know this system that can actually teach our young pup the ways of, of what Josh McDaniels expects in this system. So I think yeah. this is the year to go get him. But if we don't, and, and let's just say Hendon Hooker is available at the end of the first, I'm trading up to go get Hendon Hooker. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my favorite QBs in this draft. Go get him. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a guy that has to sit this season anyway because of his injury. So it's going to be interesting to see where we go with this thing. But I will say this. If, if CJ Stroud is the guy that these guys want, there's no doubt in my mind you go up to three and get him. Period. Especially if it's future draft capital. If yeah. you give up a, a second or a first next season and potentially give up a one of those thirds, maybe the Darren Waller third and, and a fifth, right? And you give some future draft capital in, in number seven. I'm cool with that. But if yeah. that's the guy, you go get him now. Because I know a lot of people don't trust Josh McDaniels, but I trust him when it comes to developing quarterbacks. And I think that if he goes and gets yeah. the guy, I, I believe in what he can do with developing that guy. I love it. I love the draft talk. Again, this is why we brought Graf into this podcast because he brings a different element. So make sure that you check out his YouTube. If you already don't, I expect you to. He specializes in live streams. He does his thing. It is now the OLV Raiders Network, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How do we find you on YouTube, man? Uh, just type in OLV, you know, uh, Raiders Network, or you can type in Docs ENT, D-O-X-E-N-T. It's still, it'll still pop up under uh, under my name. But um, yeah, man, you know, we're, we're, we're coming up on 20K here soon. I appreciate everybody, man, that's been supporting us. And also, real quick, planetraiders.com. It's a new website that me and my brother Wasted Talent just launched. Um, and it's been, man, the love has been crazy. The numbers have been going insane. I just want to say thank you so much to Raider Nation for supporting us and believing in everything that we do, man. Shout out to you guys and Blackout for Life. I know I'm not going anywhere, but still, you know, I, 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 I want to say this too. I'm excited that my brother Cody is back doing this because I've been asking him to come back to the podcast world and it's just a blessing to see my brother back. So thank you for having me on the first episode of many, my brother. Let's go, man. I'm excited too. Now, also now we introduce a new guy. I want to bring back a classic and we have some topics to talk about. And uh, this is a dude that if you're 
subscribe to this feed, you're super familiar with uh, my guy, Kenny King Jr., the infamous Real Talk. Kenny King, Real Talk. Kenny King, how you doing, bro? What's good, brother? How you doing? Uh, you know, uh, I've been better, but uh, ain't going to get any better than I am at this point. So, hey, we're chilling, bro. We're chilling. Yeah. We're ready. I'm prepared for the draft. I'm kind of a guy myself, actually, during the season, um, was super hyped. I feel like last year, Raider Nation was 98% saying Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, really. So this last year was probably one of the most disappointing seasons of my fandom. Like in reality, I don't know how much more I can compare to it besides 2016. We're not going to talk about that season anymore, but that is the closest thing to this. We had all this hope going into it. It is shot down early. Now what do we do? And I think I've learned more as I've tried to read more into the Raiders, learn more about the Raiders, lean on the front office, on the coaching staff. You see all these teams going to the Super Bowl, deep into the playoffs, be super competitive, super dominant. They're dynasties because they're coaching staff. I don't want to say I've lost faith, but they haven't proven themselves yet. Uh, Kenny King, I got to know, going into this year, now that, you know, we just had this discussion with, with Graf, and you were, you were sitting through it and you understood, hey, it seems like we need a lot from the draft. We need to, to hit on these picks to be a good team. We really do. Do you feel like this is a, a rebuild year? Or do you feel like... Um, we're going to roll in this thing a little bit more momentum, a little bit different mentality, and win. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, you know, I'm one of the most optimistic guys. I'm one of the most optimistic fans that we have. But this is honestly one season where I'm going into the season. I'm like, I'm not really excited. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting a lot. And I, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. But I'm not expecting a lot from this team. And I'm hoping that they overperform. And exceed my expectations because I'm not expecting a lot. So that's that's the first and foremost. Do I yeah. think that they're rebuilding? I mean, look at it. We got a bridge quarterback in Jimmy G. He's not the franchise. Um, he's he's good. He's serviceable. He he's known how to win. He has had some great defenses in San Francisco, like 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 Graf said. But you know, he's a guy that knows the system. I think that that goes a long way. I think he's on par with Derek Carr as far as talent. Uh, Derek probably has a stronger arm, but I think because of the knowledge, it does give him that extra notch. Bringing in Brian Hoyer, that bring, that makes a, the, the quarterback room a little bit stronger because, it's, once again, it's two guys that, that are familiar with the system. I, I still think that the Raiders are going to go quarterback in the draft. Um, I'm, a, I'm huge on C.J. Stroud. I, I also like Graf. I like him and Hooker, and I think if, if Stroud, is, Stroud is taken, then Hooker's a guy that you go after. But, yeah, this is a team that, I mean, look at it. They spent a ton of money on wide receivers in this in this offseason. They spent a little bit of money on defense. Uh, we've got 12 picks in the draft. And you have to look at it like they got to build through the draft. And this is a team that has to continue to build. And looking at it, uh, it's one of those things where I think Mark Davis was the one who said Rome wasn't built in a day. And I think I'm finally understanding what he meant by that. Because it's not something where it's going to be a quick fix, quick band-aid. We're going to put this on. We're going to, you know, sign some free agents. We're going to pay a bunch of guys a lot of money and, and, and try to do this and try to, you know, try to have one blowout year like the Rams did. It's going to be more of building a franchise and bringing in guys, homegrown talent, bringing, you know, making your guys fit the system and making it the real greater way. I know people joke about the West Coast Patriots and all that. Look, the Patriots are a winning franchise. The Patriots got six freaking rings. 
if, if that makes us the, the Patriots of the West Coast, I'm all for it. I want to win. And if it brings us three more rings in the, in the, in the near future, then by God, let's do it. I would rather do that than continue to lose and continue to lose and, and hear all these, you know, the jokes about, oh, you haven't had a playoff win since 2002. And then it, it, it's tiring. It's, so I would rather rebuild properly instead of, you know, throwing band-aids and, and, and do, slapping a quick fix on it than, than yeah. what we've been doing for the past 20 years. I, th- I think we tried that last year. I mean, we threw in Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones and said, like, okay, let's see if this works. And then the whole team just didn't click with the coaching staff. So I was like, okay, let's bring in guys. And I feel like more and more I'm starting to understand that NFL and NFL front offices are just like normal jobs. Uh, You know, say you go and you work for a paper company. You're working for Dunder Mifflin, right? You're working for Dunder Mifflin. You go and you start up another paper company. Tell me you're not going to call Dwight Schrute, see if you want to go work for him. You know, you tell you, hey, Jim, come work for me. You know what I mean? You you did great. You're funny. Um, Come pull some pranks at my paper company. So I feel like that's how it is right now with the Raiders and the Patriots. They tried to plug in a couple guys, a couple big names, and it worked, um, at least on paper. Now, as soon as chemistry played a factor with the coaching staff and this roster, it didn't work. So they're like, okay, let's hit the reset button. Let's go back to what we know. Let's go get these Patriots guys. We have all their numbers. You know, Josh McDaniels is like, I got all these guys in my contact list already. Let me just give them a call. So gives them a call. We're going to give this a shot. We're going to rebuild that way. Just kind of almost the way that John Gruden tried to do it and bring in all these guys that kind of fit his system at first and then turn it over a year or two later to start drafting and building his own young guys with Mayock. And, you know, there was some success in that, but there was also a lot of failure in it too. Um, So there's risk and reward, and we just got to see how that plays out. So, um, Graf, any comment on this possible rebuild year? Um, I want to say this. I agree with what you just said, Cody, but I also have to say there was some there was some glimmer of hope last season as well. The O line outperformed what we thought they would do. Right? They were like eleventh, twelfth ranked in the in the league. That is great for just putting it together O line because we were still kind of makeshifting it in the middle of the season trying to figure out where we were going with it. Right? Our right tackle was like four string when he started the season. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know Jermaine Illuminor, and we just got him on a on a cheap, inexpensive deal for like three mil one year, and. She, I have to say this. He'll be on the show sometime in the next week or so. I had a shameless plug, but yeah. <laughs> shout out to Jermaine a little more. But Let's go. There, there, there was some glimmer of hope. We had we had the, the the best running back in the in the league last season. I know you know that's a very huge question mark right now, and that's why we have our brother wasted in the building to talk about that. But he's still under contract technically right now. He hasn't signed off on it, but it's a franchise tag: ten million dollars, ten point five. That's the most he's ever gotten in one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you Me know too. the running the running back position sucks this year don't give me i mean it sucks it just today because these guys they just kind of get thrown to the wolves now you know what i mean but um the defense definitely looked bad last season right uh max continued to grow chandler started picking it up at the end of the season you know uh i, I liked some of the young guys like i said luke masterson um nate hobbs struggled last year but I really believe there was still some glimmer of hope. And I think Jaco- I think Jacoby Myers is going to be a huge pickup for us. I don't know what we're doing with Hunter Renfro yet, but if could you imagine those two guys together? Like that's that's insane. If if they stay, if they stay, if they stay together and Hunter's, you know, stays healthy, that is a mean mix right there with Devontae on the outside and then with the additions of OJ, you know, OJ and and Austin Hooper. I just maybe I am just a, a delusional Raider fan, but we all I, are. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> definitely are. But but I, I 
Yeah, but but I still see like, and then they brought everybody back on the O line this year. You know what I mean? So it's it's another year of comfortability and and another year with Carmen Brasillo. I think they're going to get even better, and we're probably going to draft another guard, another tackle in this, you know, in this draft to 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 help develop Mumford on year two as well, and then next year or this season, Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell Jr. are, are two rookies from last season. One loss weight, one gain weight. They're trying. They're trying to get it together to be, you know, some guys for us to push on, you know, in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball. So I just want to say that there's some glimmer of hope. Yes, I understand that we look bad, but we were. And we say this all the time. And I hate to repeat it. We were in every game last year, but the Saints game and the Chiefs game last. You know, the, the last yeah. you know week of the of the season. So, you know, we were very very close. So now we have a quarterback that knows this system very well. There's no more excuses for Josh McDaniels. You know what I mean? DC was learning his 90th system in nine years, right? This is a guy that came into the league knowing this system, and they brought Brian Hoyer back in to get him more adjusted back. Because it's been a while since Jimmy G's known known this system. He's been with the Niners yeah. for a while. And he played in another great system. Hopefully, maybe he respects yeah. you know Jimmy enough to bring that in a little bit and implement some well, new stuff. Well, Josh is going to protect jimmy g a lot more than kyle shanahan will they almost you see the niners that they all their quarterbacks get killed year in and year out yeah i mean josh mcdaniel is going to find a way to to to, you know to to spare him (laughs) you know what i mean so yeah uh, but i I agree with both you guys to start with certain things like i gotta kind of lower my expectations because it does look from the outside in it's kind of like a rebuild year but if you hit on the draft, we've seen this in the past, you guys. The Niners went from the worst team, second worst team in the league, to a Super Bowl team. Jacksonville went from drafting number one or number two to being a playoff team last year and winning a winning a playoff game. It can it happens every year. The Dolphins got better after being terrible for years. And mind you, they really haven't done anything. But I'm just saying, we can get better with one great draft. And I'm just yeah. hoping that Z hits. I'm just hoping that he hits. No, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. We 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 got to hit, and we haven't hit, and I want to see him hit, and that, that I think that's where you hit the nail on the head is, with all these picks and with all this opportunity, it's got to be a hit. It has to be a hit, mm-hmm. and it starts in the first round. It starts in the second round because those are the two where the Raiders in the past five years have had a ton of picks, and have had what one guy, one guy, yeah, yeah, one guy, yeah. Yeah. You know, two, two guys. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, though, into April, though, we'll, we'll be hyped for sure, no matter what. Oh, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to as, as, as the offseason progresses, as the, draft come, as the draft comes and goes, as we get the, the actual schedule, as our ticket packages come, all this stuff, the excitement grows and grows, right? Like, as we start getting yeah. to Vegas and, and start getting out there to the tailgates and, and start, you know, going to, the, going to the parties and riding the bus and, and doing all this stuff, that's when it grows. That's when the excitement continues to grow. Yeah. And then, you know, then you start buying the Raider gear again. And then you start, you know, playing in the trips. Yeah. And then you start getting excited. And then you start going to the games. And it's like, so I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm yeah. hyping myself up right now. See, I mean, that's as easy. That's as crazy. Did you, did you say that you ride a party bus to the game? That's insane. Anyways. I do. I ride a party bus. Yeah. That's super dope. So the last guy that I want to bring in, this is the newest addition right now to the Blackout Podcast, as is episode one coming in hot. And this is, you know, a topic that I want to talk about heavily because this is something probably it's probably the most important topic to me of this off season because I'm a Raider fan. I'm a diehard Raider fan. And when you have a player that comes in with the shield tattooed on his arm because he wants to be a Raider, right? When the topic comes up, up, up of him possibly leaving and going somewhere else or not playing under the franchise tag or not getting a contract extension. Is this the last year we see him? 
Can we extend him? Can we get a number change and go do his thing? Josh Jacobs. But I can't talk about Josh Jacobs without this new addition. Wasted talent. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast. What's up, bro? And what is the deal, man? I am having a terrific night, and I definitely want to talk about Josh Jacobs, man, because I think he's probably, at this point, our most important acquisition this offseason. Like, we have yeah. to bring Josh Jacobs in. Uh, Josh Jacobs last year was pretty much our best player. And, yeah. I, you know, I think the optics of not bringing a Josh Jacobs back and, and, and kind of ratifying his contract is going to set the stage for how this regime is viewed by other players in a locker room. I mean, if you lead the league in your perspective category at your positional group and you still don't get a contract, what kind of message does that send to the rest of the guys in the locker room? Yeah, no, you're right. So what we're going to talk about right now, there's going to be a link in the bio of this podcast. It's an article based off of planetraiders.com. You're going to hear a lot of planetraiders.com. Just like I told you, whenever we introduced this blackout podcast, you're going to hear a lot of barcode burgers. Yeah. That's because I'm a fat kid. You're going to hear a lot of Planet Raiders because I love the Raiders. So if you want to read about them more, planetraiders.com, that's where it's going to be at. Wasted here wrote an article breaking down this Josh Jacobs contract. Wasted what? I mean, is there a certain market number that you can see Josh being at or... I mean, what's the holdup with what's going on here with the Raiders? Well, right now, as it stands, the, the Raiders put the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs, and he has not signed the, the franchise tender right now. And, you know, there's a lot of that going around in the National Football League. Saquon Barkley's in a similar position. Uh, yeah. Miles Sanders was in that position. Uh, and the way it is right now, you know, the franchise number will be at $10 million per. I think Josh Jacobs wants a lot more than that. If you look yeah. at some of the, the bigger contracts in the National Football League, like the Christian McCaffrey and the Alvin Kamara contract, you know, those contracts are about four years, $64 million, $36 million in guaranteed money. Uh, Alvin Kamara, that was Christian McCaffrey's um, deal. Alvin Kamara's is more at like a $75 million, $35 million in fully guaranteed money. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that the Raiders are going to fly that close to the sun. I think that, you know, the metric for how running backs are valued in the National Football League has kind of changed. And I think that the Raiders are going to try to stay below that $16 million per. So I think, you know, what the Raiders will probably want to do is adding another $6 million to the $10 million. And that's if Josh Jacobs is receptive to that. You know, I think yeah. a lot of this is wrapped up into how good the team is doing, how the team drafts. And, you know, you're going to have to be able to sell this roster to Josh Jacobs to take a haircut. You know, he's not going to take a haircut and take less money for a football team that he's going to lose on. And and, and that's, that's the conundrum the Raiders are under, right? You know, I think when the Raiders got into the running back business, as you could see based off of the way they drafted in their free agent moves last year, they had all full intentions on moving on from Josh Jacobs, I believe. And he came yeah. in and overperformed and, and 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 overshot what they expected of him. And now Dude, the preseason put, stuff that yeah. was crazy. Yeah, they had him playing in the preseason, and they had him playing like he was a rookie, man. And, and you know they brought in Cecil McCormick, you know UDFA, uh, Britton Brown. Uh, they brought in Brandon Bolton, Amir Abdullah. You know it was just so. You know they, they drafted Zamir White. You know it, all all anticipation of the world. It just looked like the Raiders were definitely going to move on from Josh Jacobs. Like if you asked me last year. Who, who would the Raiders get rid of? It would have probably been Josh Jacobs. We wouldn't have thought that they would have gotten rid of Darren Waller. We wouldn't have thought that they were possibly kicking around the idea of uh, 
moving on from Hunter Renfro. But you were you could all and, and not even Derek. You know, it was looking yeah. like the the odd man out of this 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 mix was Josh Jacobs, and now he's the last man standing. And well, and that's how the Raiders treated him over. You know, they didn't treat Darren Waller like he was moving on, even though that there was talks of him being traded last year. Right? We heard that obviously with Green Bay. Um, even his agent came out and talked about it. Didn't treat Derek like that. Didn't treat anybody like it. But Josh, and the fact that, like you said, he's the last man standing is huge. And if you don't put that kind of respect in these contract negotiations, like, dude, we hung you out to dry. Like, we're we're making it clear. If you don't perform, you're done. Most athletes at his at his position, a star running back, would have been like, "Screw you, dude. I'll just milk it till next year, and I'll go get a contract somewhere else." I hey, Cody, can I guys. can I ask you a question real quick in regards mm-hmm. to Josh Jacobs? The two guys that wasted just mentioned, right? The guys that have the big time contracts, Christian yeah. McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, those yeah. two guys, what do they do that Josh Jacobs does not do? You nothing, know? nothing. No, no. They're very, very active in the receiving game. They're receiving running. No, backs but, but, well. but Josh, Josh can, Jacobs has not one receiving touchdown in his career, brother. Not one. But is that because of him? Yeah. I, 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 I would I'm not say that's a strong man argument because Derek, a lot I don't of think time, he gets implemented enough. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Derek, Derek would check out a, like a lot of situations to where you know when you get a guy like Alvin Kamara, he is probably their 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 third or second option in their passing game. Christian yeah. McCaffrey as well. Josh Jacobs was was brought here for you know primarily to run the football, and, mm-hmm. and now you have a situation where they're probably going to expect more out of him. And I know he has the ability to catch the football. Definitely. So I, I don't, I don't know, man. I like, I, I think at this point, but that's a bargaining tool wasted. That's a bargaining tool. You can always say, yeah. you can always look at those other guys and say they're active in the passing game. They run the ball extraordinary. Well, was also this guy has, he has not one receiving touchdown in his career. Yeah. Josh is the best running back in the NFL right now. Coming off of last season, statistically, he is the best running back and he deserves to get a nice paycheck. But those two guys bring something else to the table also, that's something that you have to look at when it comes to negotiations. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, but see, you McCaffrey's know a different beast. Between. I mean, him and Kamara, no comparison. Jacobs, Jacobs kills him. Oh. I, I, I think this is the difference. I think with the Raiders, primarily, you know, we do, we don't have a franchise quarterback. Now, we have, in all intents and purposes of the world, a bridge quarterback. And for you to, to, to sell mm-hmm. anything yeah. to the rest of this roster, the way that they used to use Tom Brady as a guy to sell, you know, taking less money, you know, the Patriot way, you know, hey, man, take a little less so we can win. Josh Jacobs is kind of that guy. He, he He's actually the bell cow of the whole offense and not Devontae Adams. You know, Devontae Adams is probably the best player on the team. Let's, let's make no mistake about that. But Josh Jacobs is the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. So so if you don't take care of oh, Josh with, with, with a guy who – has pretty much had the best of everything under center. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that we, when we look at Jimmy Garoppolo, he's yeah. a guy who needs to have talent around him to be successful. Yeah. And, and wait, I want you guys to know this too. I want to resign Josh. And he had 400 yards receiving last year. He had 400 yards receiving. So that, that's nothing to, 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 to look at and be like, oh, that's nothing. He actually, you know, he had 400 yards receiving. I'm just saying, as, 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 a, as a, we're all Raider fans, right? So like, we want what's best for the team. So we yeah. don't want to overpay. We don't want to overpay Josh. So you have to look at everything and say, we want to take care of you, man. But when we're at the negotiation table, okay, this is what that guy brought to the table. This is what that guy brought. McCaffrey's dealt with injuries. Saquon Barkley's dealt with injuries. Let's, let's keep it, you know, Josh has fought through a lot. 
He's fought through a lot. And that's what I love. He is the Raiders identity at this point. He is yeah. the identity. When we talked to him at the Pro Bowl, that guy said he wants to be here. He said, this is my city. This is my team. But you know what he said to me and Hammer? He said, but it has to make sense. I want to be here, but it has to make sense. And I totally yeah. agree because National Football League, not for long. We all know what it stands right. for. And yeah. as a running back, you have to get the bag. And I respect that. I think Josh is a really, really good you know, a, a good guy. I think that he's a great locker room guy. It's just you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're overpaying a player. Look what the, the Dallas Cowboys did. They were struck. Look, they, they paid Zeke. Next thing you know, he's non-existent. Yeah. You know what I mean? The running back position is very expendable. And I hate to say that because I yeah. want Josh to play his entire career with the Raiders. But it is an expendable position in the NFL today. It, but it, I think it, his it, priority it, is different than our priority. His priority is guaranteed money. Right, yes. just like every other NFL yeah. player, just like it was for him whenever he had that little mini holdout his rookie year for that guaranteed fourth year, which isn't a normal thing for first round picks at his position. He had a little mini holdout. Okay, got that fourth round guarantee. That's great. As a running back, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, for us on our end, what do we care about? We care about the cap hit because that affects cap space. I don't care how much money that Mark Davis has to fork out in cash. I don't care how much that we have to convert into incentives because that's great for us too if they get that money that way, but we care about the cap hit. Mm -hmm. So I think that Josh is wholeheartedly willing to take that little bit of hometown discount because if you go to that planetraiders.com article that I listed in the bio, even wasted listed the Mark Davis quote basically saying if we had, was it like 20 Josh Jacobses? We'd be great. 22 Josh Jacobses with that mentality. They said the guy's amazing and when you get the owner signing off on you, that that is a feather you can put in your proverbial cap. The the the, the only thing that 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 it, that is kind of not as um, doesn't make me as optimistic is Mark Davis is not the kind of owner who oversteps his bounds. He yeah. allows the people who work under him to yeah. do their job. And if you look at what's been going on in the National Football League. Running backs that are under the franchise tag have not fared well in the free agent market. And David Ziegler and Josh McDaniels understands that. And they are sharks at the end of the day. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and, one thing I want to add is, you know, we talk about taking the hometown discount. We talk about Tom Brady taking the hometown discount. One of the things is Josh Jacobs doesn't have a Giselle. And so Josh is going to want to get paid. You know, Giselle made more than Tom. And, and so when, when Tom would take that hometown discount, Giselle's getting $50 million a year. And so – I get, I get Josh wanting that guaranteed money. We all want the guaranteed money, right? I, like you said, Graf, like you said, Wasted, it has to make sense. I think it will make sense for the Raiders in, in some in some form, way, or shape. I think that he will be the, the one first-round pick that the Raiders retain. And I think that he's a guy that, once again, you can build the franchise around. I think him, Devontae, and Max are those guys that you build the franchise around. That's yeah. the core of the Raiders. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I yep. think, I think I the, the biggest thing that we have to kind of look at, right, when you talk about, and this is harkening back to one of the questions you asked previously, is this a rebuild or retool? I think every team that doesn't have a, a, a bona fide franchise quarterback and every team that doesn't win a Super Bowl is yes. rebuilding every year. So I think that everyone is rebuilding. Yes. I think that the, the word rebuild is not, it doesn't have the same fervor as it did back in the day because it doesn't take long for you to rebuild the team you know if you locate the quarterback yeah. and you bring in the right mixture of players you can go from the basement to the penthouse very quickly in the nfl yeah look at jacksonville yeah so so now so now you you look at what the raiders have now 
I wouldn't say a complete rebuild. Like, you know, you look at the Rams. I feel like they're like real, like that's as close as it gets to a complete rebuild. Oh, the Rams, uh, for are, us, the Rams I mean, are gonna tear down and destroy them and, and rebuild from the ground up. Yeah, because they were forced to. For us, I mean, it's like one of those things I feel like you're right. You know, you're right, wasted. Every team is always at least for sure building. You know what I mean? You're not just sitting there stagnant. I mean, unless you're stuck with what you have and your cap screwed, you're still building, at least through the draft. So uh, you know, you're you're one hundred percent right. I mean, unfortunately, it looked like for us we had this better uh, window of spending going into the offseason, but forgetting that we're one of the only teams that's actually going to sign a quarterback in free yeah. agency. Not that many teams do. What do you like a handful of them? And that eats up every bit of it. You can sign like four position players that are starters for the price of yeah, and a quarterback. All, yeah. So, and we're yeah. also, um, if, if I might add, we're also paying for players that are no longer on this roster. And that's the one caveat that I don't think yeah. a lot of Raider fans are, are looking into this year. We're still paying for Corey Littleton. You know, we're still paying for Derek Carr. We're still paying for a lot of people from the Gruden era that we've moved on with. So you have to take that into account as well. So the Josh Jacobs contract might look like it's oppressive this year. But and you know, going forward, if you structure the deal right and you leave yourself a trap door, which Ziegler is a master at, it might not look the same next year. And it might not look the same the year after that because of the amount of cap space they might have. You know, if the Raiders go into this draft and draft their quarterback of the future, that guy's going to be getting paid less than Jimmy Garoppolo is, right? And then they might move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And then that might allow them to to add more pieces to this team. So it's just, it's very nuanced. But the one thing you can't do when you have a team that is trying to fight for relevancy, especially in the same division as the Super Bowl champions, is get rid of great players. That, 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 that's never been a great strategy to build a winner. So somehow, some way, they have to make this Josh Jacobs thing work in a different way than other football teams do because he is one of our three or four best players. You just can't let him walk out of the door. And I know people say in the running back market today, you know, you can't pay a running back, you can't pay a running back. The Raiders need to go the road less travel and get this done with Josh Jacobs. Yeah. No, you're 1,000% right. Guys, um, I do want to close out. Obviously, this podcast, I'm trying to keep as close-knit as possible. And I know Graf, who goes live 17 times a day, needs to probably go get live because he has – I mean, how many cups of coffee do you have a day? I mean, I see coffee and combo on my screen pop up constantly. I just knocked back a whole pot right now. I have to tell you guys with uh, Stuart Schweiger and, uh, and Murph. Right now, actually, so there you go. That's dope. Go there and knock that out right now, man. But I love this. I can't. I'm looking forward to doing this all the time, you guys. It's always oh, great yeah. to see my brother Kenny King in the building. To have my brother Cody here, man, and to see my brother wasted, man, and his elevation in this game is just beautiful. Just thank you guys so much, man. Blackout Division for life in um, PlanetRaiders.com. And Kenny, we got to get you to start writing for us. For him. we got, I'm going to talk Ooh. to you, bro. I'm down, bro. I'm down. Hey, that like pin it. is lethal, bro. We, we need some of that over at Planet Raiders, brother. I'm down. Hey, hey man. Hey, 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 Kenny, man. I'm, I'm starting to get carpal tunnel from how much I'm writing over there, brother. I got you. I got you. I need. I. I. It's a heavy load I'm carrying over here. I. I. I need a few more guys. In there, I got you. I love it. Again, I want to give a shout out to the whole panel here. Uh, graphic writer again, going live on YouTube. OLV Raiders Network on YouTube. Wasted talent. You can also find him on that same channel. Has his own YouTube channel. I'm going to have links in the bio as well as always writing on planetraiders.com. And my guy, Kenny King Jr., you know where to find Kenny King Jr. Uh, on the Twitter streets constantly. We got Kenny King Jr., Real Talk, hosting his own podcast on YouTube, following Instagram, 
He does Instagram lives with the Raider way, which you might be hearing some Raider way stuff here on the blackout podcast. Raider way, man. Good dude, man. I love Raider Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of stuff going on here. I'm telling you guys, shout out to y'all, but let me tell you one thing, the blackout podcast. I felt really good about getting back on, giving a little bit of my opinion and being able to pick out different opinions from you guys as well. And there's something different here. That's going to be something that no one else can recreate. And that's our opinion tied with the Las Vegas experience. So make sure you guys check out the blackoutdivision.com because we're giving away home opener tickets. We're doing NFL draft stuff at barcode burgers. We got a lot of stuff going on in Las Vegas. Make sure you check us out. There is something that you guys don't even understand. There's a whole experience that we're creating as fans. Um, really just, I would say for us, but we're offering it to you guys. Blackoutdivision.com, episode one of the Blackout Podcast. This is something I was super hyped for. Been envisioning for a long time, and I know every single person that's been on this podcast for episode one and every single person that's going to be on the podcast in the future is high for too. So subscribe, leave a comment, review it. If you're a hater, get out of here. And real quick, blackout, blackout, blackout. (laughs) Peace.